Hi, this is John Fantine, lead pastor of Evolve Church, and this is the Evolve Church Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We trust that this week's message is encouraging and full of hope for wherever you are at. Okay, repeat after me. It's a crazy, messy, wonderful life. Good enunciation. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy, messy, wonderful life. It's not always just a wonderful life. And even when it just feels like it's just a crazy life, there's still moments of wonder to be had. And more often than not, we live in the tension between crazy and messy and wonderful, the Bermuda Triangle of life. And I don't know that that will ever fully fix itself. Like, I believe that the world that we live in has stuff that that might come our way that's wonderful and stuff that might come our way that's messy or crazy. And then how, how we choose to kind of exist and live in that tension as we learn to trust and follow Jesus is really important. And so that's what we want to dive into in the month of December. And uh, I'd like to pray and then... Yeah, I'll pray and then I'll start. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to just do this, to be together, to come from every, every corner of this city. And with the sole pursuit, the one desire in all of us to lean in and, and remember how good you are and remember that you are God. And so I ask you know, as, as I go through what I've prepared today, Father, that um, your name would be heard and your story would be heard and your word would bring us life and truth and set us free. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to preface today by saying I'm not sure I'm going to solve anything for you this morning. Okay? And what I want to do today is make basically one statement and drive that home as I believe it will set up the rest of the weeks that we dig into this. Because Christmas represents so many different things to so many different people. Laughter, tradition, heartache, joy, depression, suicide, turkey, family, loss, Santa, no Santa, loneliness, grief, lights and decorations, music, Jesus. The list, I, we could go on. But Christmas represents so many different things to so many different people. And according to the American Psychological Association, the Christmas season often brings an increased sense of responsibility to human beings and as such creates overwhelming anxiety. And I read too many articles in the last couple weeks on how to cope with anxiety at Christmas time. I'm like, is that a thing? It's crazy. I don't mean that to be rude, but there can be so much extra pressure pushing at us during the month of December. Financial burden uh, to pay for Christmas, family stress trying to please people, year-end pressure at work, less hours of rest and Sabbath, because of our increased commitments, trying to keep up appearances and perceptions, parties, shopping, decorating, anticipation of that dreaded family gathering. It's a wonderful life, quickly becomes a very crazy, messy, wonderful life. 
And how we navigate that can make or break us. So over the next few weeks, I'd like to establish what I believe to be God's best plan for our lives when it comes to how to live in that crazy, messy, wonderful tension, okay? In all the years of you learning about God so far, and some of you, maybe that's been 50, 60 years. Some of you, maybe that's been a week. But in all of your time learning about God and shaping your own theology, again, what you believe to be true about God's nature, I hope that there is some glimmer of this. You and I exist on planet Earth because the Father heart of God longed for a real and intimate relationship with sons and with daughters. I hope that in all of your understanding and everything that you've heard in your lifetime up till now, I hope that in your heart there exists some confidence in that fact. We exist on planet Earth because the Father heart of God longed for a real and an intimate relationship with sons and daughters. And the original purpose for what you and I refer to as Christmas was that God needed to restore his broken relationship with his kids. That's the meaning of Christmas. The original purpose for what you and I call Christmas was that God needed to restore his broken relationship with his kids. The heart of the Father longing to connect with sons and daughters. Real quickly, Ephesians 1, 5 through 6 For it was always in God's perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful kids through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for his son, Jesus, his beloved one, God has for us. And this unfolding plan brings God great pleasure. Isn't it amazing that each day that passes as God's plan continues to unfold, as we learn to live in the story of Jesus and rest in the love of Jesus, that that brings like, that, that delights God's heart, that this unity of family restored through Jesus. God the Father with his kids. 2 Corinthians six eighteen, I will be a true father to you, and you will be my beloved sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. Galatians 4, 5 through 7. Yet all of this was that so he would redeem and set free all those held hostage to the written law so that we would receive our freedom and a full legal adoption as God's kids, as his children. And so that we would know for sure that we are his true children, God released the spirit of sonship and daughtership into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately, my father, you're our true Father, now we're no longer living like slaves under law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're his, we can access everything our Father has, for we are heirs of God through Jesus Christ the Messiah. This has been God's heart, his nature, his character from the very beginning. From the very beginning. I want to tell you a story. In the beginning, there was God. Fully one, and yet uniquely three parts. Our creative creator has always been God, 
Jesus and Holy Spirit working together. And in the hierarchy of heaven, God longed for something that God had never experienced before. Family. In the hierarchy of heaven, with an abundance of angelic hosts that that submitted and served the throne of God, God's heart longed for something that he'd never experienced before. Family. And so, he began to create. I personally believe that when God started speaking... It might have sounded like a big bang. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But he created, and he created with spoken word, and he brought to life creation in its fullest. And the crown jewel of his creative creation was you and I, human beings, fashioned in God's image also as three unique parts, a spirit, a soul, and a body. Can we fully grasp the response in the heart of God when he rested and said, mm, it's all good. Because his original heart was to be a father to sons and daughters. You see, we don't exist today as some future projection of what God would eventually, hopefully see. We exist as an integral puzzle piece of what was always in God's heart, sons and daughters. We are not orphans. We are not aliens. We are not angels. We are not demons. We are not isolated. We are not replacements. We are sons and we are daughters. Imagine with me the joy of a father spending perfect and intimate and devoted time with his kids. How beautiful is that picture? But then something transpired. Something sinister and dark and broken took place. Sons and daughters made the decision to believe a lie. And through the influence of sin and deception, sons and daughters chose to become slaves rather than continuing to walk in the perfect and intimate and devoted relationship with their creator God. A disgusting veil was woven. A black curtain was drawn. And separation between God the Father and his beautiful, created sons and daughters became the new normal on planet Earth. And God withdrew from creation because, well, there can be no unity between truth and lie. And there can be no unity between light and darkness. And there can be no unity between God the Father and sin. God's code of conduct from the beginning was always love me and show love to others around you. And when God's sons and daughters bought into the lie of sin and deception, they chose a path that would set humanity on a course of trying to be good enough, clean enough, right enough, and true enough to be in a relationship with God, hopefully once again. And for generations, God extended grace to one specific tribe of his kids that showed regard for him, that that always seemed to lean back in and say, God, we, we still want this. And so God established this thing, this covenant, this grace that was displayed through an exhaustive list of rules and charters and sacrifices that would provide a brief reprieve 
from the separation that had become normal. Brief reprieve. Let's do it all over again next time. And ultimately, in the grand picture of eternity's timeline, God the Father devised a once and for all, whatever it takes, I'm going to get my kids back, master plan. And God waited until conditions were, were just perfect. His sons and daughters, they groaned and they struggled while this perfect plan was painstakingly worked out in detail and eventually fulfilled. I have a friend whose son became separated from the family due to this son choosing a lifestyle of drug abuse and isolation. And I won't ever forget witnessing that father driving into the broken and the black underbelly of society to lovingly search for his son until he found him and brought him home. That's what God did. That's what Christmas means. Christmas was never about a cute baby in a manger. God sent a unique part of himself to what had become the broken and black underbelly of society, of his crown creation. And putting skin on, sent Jesus, the light of the world, who was with God in the beginning, to be the solution to this broken family. The disgusting veil was torn to shreds. The black curtain was stripped of its power. Light pushed back the darkness. Truth became flesh and walked among us. Jesus, first and foremost, modeled what it meant to be a son of God, a son who housed and contained the very essence and fullness and presence of the Spirit of God. This was the ultimate trump card, the hand that beat every other hand. God released his Spirit onto the planet through Jesus so that his sons and daughters would never, ever again have to scrape, strive, and scramble to become kind of close for a brief reprieve to the Father. Where God for centuries had wrestled with just one nation, now there was a brand new and better access point for every nation. Not just some of his kids, all of his kids. Every single one of them. And at the center of Jesus' birth lies God's purpose for sending Jesus. The complete and full familial restoration. Christmas is about family being restored. Period. God's purpose all along in sending Jesus was to restore and to redeem his family. I feel like I want to apologize for what appears to be reading, but I took hours to write every single one of those words because I believe it's so important. I didn't want to screw it up today for you because the original purpose for what we call Christmas was that God sent Jesus to restore family. God sent Jesus to bring his kids back into the meaningful relationship with him. Ephesians 1, 5 through 6, we already read it. For it was always his perfect plan to adopt us as his kids. It was always his plan. But before that, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3, it says, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate Jesus with our whole hearts. And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he'd laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy 
in his eyes with an unstained innocence, for it was always his perfect plan to adopt us as his kids. Always. In all the years of you learning about God and leaning and shaping your theology, is there a glimmer of this fact, this truth, that we exist on planet Earth because the Father heart of God longed for a real and intimate relationship with sons and with daughters? The original purpose for what we call Christmas was that God needed to restore a broken relationship with his family. This is still God's plan. This is still God's desire. And this is what I want you to allow to settle into your heart on December the 2nd, 2018, as you head into a season that for some, and maybe for many, will involve heartache, pain, in the context of family. Because this is still God's plan, that the beauty and the truth of Christmas would reconcile, redeem, restore, and heal family. Except Jesus was already sent, already, past tense. The new master plan, it's in full effect. (laughs) We're not here waiting, left to wonder. The family's been reunited, and it feels so good. Reunited. Yeah. Over the next few weeks, you and and me together, we're going to explore how God is using you and using your life to continue the story of bringing healing and reconciliation to family. Maybe even your family. And that's what we want to unpack. Because it's always been God's perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful kids through our union with Jesus. So that God's tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify grace. Because that same love that God has for his beloved Jesus, God has for us. And this plan, as it unfolds, brings God great pleasure. I didn't want to give you a checklist today. I didn't want to give you a, okay, if I do these things this week. What I wanted to accomplish today was simply, would you dare to imagine and believe that the messaging of the original plan for Christmas is yours this month. And next week, we're going to unpack what family means. Because when I say the word family, you probably think of two or three generations. You probably think of a strained relationship with a parent, a, a, a mother or a father, maybe a grandparent, or a strained relationship with one of, one of your sons or daughters, if you have them. But when I say family, you're probably thinking about your family, like your biological or adopted, but your family, the story that you're a part of. And what I want to help open up is that as much as that's important and God's going to bring reconciliation and, and redeem and heal and restore families this Christmas as we pray and, and trust and believe in together. But to unpack a greater sense of family, that w- you and I are a part of a, a much bigger story than just our moms and dads and sons and daughters. We're a part of God's story. We're a part of a lineage of centuries of generations and nations 
that have wrestled with this and fought within this tension and tried to figure out their place and their space to become sons and daughters. And my prayer, as I just read this simple story of God's heart from the very beginning, my prayer for you here as we leave here today would simply be this. God, let us courageously and 100% fully believe that because of Jesus healing and restoring family, setting things right between father and daughters and sons, that that truth of that story and the life of Jesus can be ours, yours and mine, as we trust and believe God to bring healing and restoration to our own family this month, this Christmas season. I just wanted to allow you to dare to dream and believe that God wants to do something in your home, in your marriage, in your dating relationship, with your estranged kid, with your strange in-laws, whatever it is. But the original plan is still God's plan to heal, restore, and bring hope to family in Jesus' name. God, this simple message today is really just um, in my heart the the first paragraph of a, a larger story. But it's an important opening paragraph as we take the next few weeks to look at this together. And so I ask God that your um, your Holy Spirit um, here in the, in this space, but also in our lives, uh, would make this so clear to us that you want to do absolute divine and beautiful things in us and through us and by us in our in our family this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Visit EvolveChurch.com for more information. Whenever you ever to hear about